Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind After Midnight podcast. I'm your host, well, one of your hosts. My name is e. Sandy, and I got my co-host Chris Mendez. Yes, and we well, we first want to apologize for last week. My fault. I was sick, so we couldn't do the podcast last week. But we're doing it this week, and we thought it'd be fun if we had like a special topic. And um, the special topic that we're gonna have for this week is. Me and Chris's experience through college because I feel like me and him had very different experiences. I went to a, a a school in the city in Manhattan. He went to a school upstate where he like lived there and all that other stuff. So very very different experiences. And I know there's a lot of kids out there that want to know the difference and is it worth it to go all the way upstate and live on campus or can you just like stay in the city, live with your parents, save some money, and you know. Maybe graduate quicker or just stay more focused or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get into that, I haven't seen my guy in like two weeks. So I want to know, how was your week? I saw Spider-Man. That's all I'm I had to say. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Hey. I haven't seen it yet. Hey, Sandy. Don't, don't spoil it. It's really good. God damn it. Do they all die? No. <laughs> it's really good. Um... I had like, I don't know if this is a sign for you that it's really good coming mm-hmm. from me, but like two or three times I was almost brought to tears. I'll keep you the book. But can I be honest? I had to like fight bad life. You're going to find this funny, but. It's th- going to hit harder for you, especially because of recent stuff. Because I just watched like the other movies, right? But it's not. No. Okay, whatever. I I don't even want to know what the reference is. I don't even want to know. No, nah, that's all. I'll, that's all I'll say. It's really good. You know, when you walked into my apartment today, I was so tempted to be like, "Was Andrew in it? Was Toby in it?" But I don't want to. I don't want to even want to ask. I don't even want to ask. Like mm-hmm. I know it's been leaked like a thousand times, but in my head, it's not a hundred percent confirmed yet. So I don't want to know. I'm just happy that not a, I they didn't really leak what we saw. So good, good, good choice of words right there. I like that. It makes me want to see the movie even more. I have one tiny complaint about it, but, but I can't, you can't do it right now. Yeah, it's a spoiler, so I won't say it. Okay. Um, I trust your judgment, even though it was diminished recently. You want to know why? Why? So I'm at my home. I'm chilling. My sister calls me and she was like, oh, I listened to the podcast latest episode. And I was like, oh, cool. What you think about it? She gave me some thoughts. And then she goes. What episode? Uh, I think 10. The Cowboy Bebop? No, listen. Okay. It might have been 10 or 9, but listen. I go, and she was like, but she was like, don't listen to Chris. And I'm like, what do you mean, don't listen to Chris? She was like, I went to go see Eternals. It's ass. I didn't like it. And I was like, he was like, she was like, it's so bad. Don't waste your money. It's not even worth buying a ticket. And in my head, I'm like, you don't even watch Marvel movies like that. She probably didn't get none of the references. She probably didn't understand what the hell was going on. Because I know Marvel movies, especially a movie like Eternals, has a lot of references to other movies. And she's probably seen like Iron Man. And I just it. imagine she's in the theater. Butterfucker, Chris lied. Yeah. She's just there tight. I don't think, I don't know if she went because of your recommendation. She might have because I think she FaceTimed me after, like right after she heard the podcast and she had already seen Eternals. Nah, that's funny. But that was funny how like you said, good movie overall. I enjoyed it pretty good. I think you gave it like a 7 out of 10 or something. And then my sister comes, 1 out of 10, trash. I hated it. And why, I'm like, wait, but why and I'm didn't like, she like it? I didn't even ask because. She doesn't get the references. She was like, I didn't understand what was going on. It didn't make sense. And I'm like, you don't watch the fucking Marvel movies, so of course it doesn't make sense to you. You don't know nothing about the superheroes. You don't read the comics. 
you're like the if there's casual fans, she's like I don't know what below what's below casual fans, first time viewers maybe that's what she is. I mean, she she's the one that she was the one that when Iron Man came out, she saw it, didn't see the other ones, and then when Infinity War and yep. Endgame came out, she was that fan that that went on Reddit. It was like, um, can I start at this one? This one looks pretty hype. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you can't. <laughs> she's seen like You're a ten couple... years too late. <laughs> I'd say she's probably seen. She's seen a lot. It's just that she doesn't remember. Cause I've, That's fine, I've, yeah. I've and, went to And to see, be honest, sorry to cut you off, but there's a lot of okay. movies, so it's a lot to fucking remember. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know we've seen um, Civil War together, Winter Soldier we saw together, we saw Black Panther together, we saw Infinity War together, we saw Endgame together. Um, I know she's seen um, Black Panther. I know she's seen Ant-Man. She's seen a lot of them. Swear to God, she watches the movie this week. In three weeks, a new movie comes out. She doesn't remember the plot. She doesn't remember the character. She doesn't remember nothing. Because it's a lot. I remember there's a lot of times where nobody's going to like any every single Marvel movie. But they make you go. Why? Because you want to see the post credit scene. Because the post credit scene always had little setups for something bigger. Because there's about- a lot of people I knew that saw Ant-Man and were like, I could give a fuck about Ant-Man. I'm just here for the post credit shit. That's so crazy. But... Keep it a buck. Was the end credit scene for No Way Home good? Yeah, it's all fine. Right, all right, all right. That's, There's two. That's all I wanted to so know. So don't leave after the first one. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. The first it, the first one is not crazy as the second one? Yeah. It's yeah. the first one I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I kind of... You kind of see it coming. Okay. But yeah. That makes sense. Um, I was... Oh, that was your week? Yeah, Spider-Man. Um, Playing... Video games. That's it. Nothing else to really go in depth on. Oh, okay. Chill week. Right? Yeah. Spider-Man. Spooderman. Oh. That was good. Mm-hmm. Really good. I give it like a like a 9 or like a 10 out of 10. Oh, that's really high. Mm-hmm. Okay. I might have to go see it. I saw someone posted on Facebook. They were like, oh, this hands down one of the best... Marvel movies, and then he put like his top five Marvel movies in his opinion. Mm-hmm. And he put, um, don't tell me they were ass, they were okay. But in the one that I was like, they got in reaction to me was he put Shang Chi over this movie, over No Way Home. And I was like, yeah, okay, get the fuck out of here. Uh, I haven't seen either one, so I don't know. <laughs> no, Shang Chi is good, but like it looks good, but it doesn't look like no. Spider Man level good. Yeah, it was good, but I'm like, all right, it's good. But you telling me it's better than No Way Home? You're fucking tripping. That's pretty crazy, especially for a new character. I feel like when it it's was... a new character in the Marvel universe, the first movie is never gonna be the best one. Shang Chi is good. I don't think it's as good as people say it is. I feel like it's a little overhyped, but it's good. I feel like Shang Chi solo movie is good, but like the buildup for No Way Home has been going on for like what. Three, four years, and there's been two movies to hype up and build up this movie. And the leaks suggest some stuff that's really, really big and, like, grabs people. So, like, for a movie like Shang-Chi, who hasn't gotten that much attention for him to rank it over, it's pretty crazy. In my opinion. Yeah. The the pacing for Spider-Man is really good. The story is... How long is, is it? Like, two hours? It's long, dude. It's like two and a half. Oh, good, good, good. It's good. a long movie. That's good. I'm I trying to get my money that worth. long. Because I sat down, I'm like... Oh, we still got like oh, this is the final act, and I'm like, oh wow, this has been going on for long. That's good. No, but yeah, they they handle everything well. They do really good at handling a bunch of different characters and whatnot. So yeah, I won't say anymore until you watch it. Yeah, 
That was good. But yeah, that was my week. How was your week? Oh, your two weeks. My two weeks. I, to be honest, I don't think I even did nothing last week and the week prior just work. But I did have an interesting moment on Sunday when I was coming home from my girlfriend's house. What happened? Um. So, I like to drive, right? Right. But it feels like, because of like the jobs that I do and everything, I drive a lot. So, driving has not been enjoyable for me for at least the last like four or five months. Mm-hmm. It's not in a, it, in my opinion, when I get in my car, it's like it's working time or I'm doing a, a errand for my mom or my dad or something. And it's not really enjoyable. Me going to places and when I get there or like me going to dinner with my girl or whatever, or us spending the day together, that's enjoyable. The actual driving aspect of it is not enjoyable. Like when I first drove, got my car, Driving was fun. Like, I was excited. Like, my mom would tell me, like, oh, I need some, like, stuff next week. I'd be like, I'll, gra- I'll grab it now. I'll go drive it now. Like, because I was excited. It's around the corner. We'll take the car. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's 2 a.m. I'll never find parking for three hours. That's fine. Well, take, on, the far- take the car. Yeah. But I had an interesting moment because, you know, I was, like, driving home. I'm at a stoplight. I'm like, damn, I haven't put my car in sport mode in, like, six months. <laughs> so I put it in sports mode. I take it off eco. You know, I drive a Honda Accord, so it's nothing crazy, right? But when you put it in sport mode, it gets the pedal gets a lot more responsive, the brakes tighten up, and even the handling, you could feel a difference. Um, I haven't driven that many cars, but I know people complain that sometimes when you put the car in sport mode, you don't feel a difference. In my opinion, for my car, it's not a big difference, but you feel a difference, right? And I will not lie to you. I was under FDR, walling out. Going 80, switching lanes like I'm in Speed Racer. And I actually had a lot of fun driving my car for the first time in months. Mm-hmm. Should I have done it? Definitely not. Was it stupid? A thousand percent. Was it probably unsafe? 100%. Am I going to do it again? No, I'm not going to do it again. At least not anytime soon. Do I regret it? Yes. Was it fucking fun? And I was like, I had a big ass smile on my face after I got off the highway. Yes. Yes, I did. Why do you regret it? I regret it because it's not a smart decision. I mm. shouldn't be walling out at like, it was late. It was like midnight. Wasn't that many cars on the road, but there was enough cars where like, if I got into an accident, somebody got hurt. Like I couldn't live with that. It's terrible. I, I was going 80. I wasn't going like 140. I wasn't going cra- super crazy. But I feel like when you get in a car, you should be responsible. You should drive responsibly if you can. If you want to wall out, go to the track, man. Save up like 500 bucks. You could probably rent a car at the track and have like, an hour or two of fun, in my opinion. I feel like the streets should be just for commuting. You shouldn't go crazy. Speed And mind you, the speed limit on the FDR is not 60. It's 40. So I'm going double the mm-hmm. speed limit. Um, So my car could get like impounded or towed or whatever if I get caught by the cops. So it's just like a dumb decision. I regret it, but was it fun? Yes, it was a, a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. It was very fun, in my opinion. And I don't know... If you know this, you do know this, but the FDR is a very tight highway. There's three lanes, but it feels kind of cramped in there. Not very smart. We're switching lanes crazy. Felt like a speed racer. After I got off the highway, I was adrenaline was pumping through my body. I was happy. And then like two hours later, I get home. I'm like in bed on my phone and I'm like, yeah, that was a dumb Yeah, you're like, yo, if I got hit, I could have died. Yeah, like yeah. very, very terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I know... I'm assuming you probably walked out once or twice in your car. It's not the first time I've done it, but like, it's the first time in a long time, and it's a dumb decision. Don't want to do it again, but it definitely put more interest into me driving again. 
which is the main reason why I got a car because I just love driving. I love cars. And I'm definitely like planning for the summertime at least to like go to a track, rent a car out and like have some fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been looking it up and it's not like super duper crazy. There's like a couple of tracks in New Jersey where like you could like use one of their cars and drive for like an hour, like 800 bucks. My opinion. Yeah. Worth there, it. There's like tracks you can go to and like if you pay, you can like drive in a Lambo or something. Yeah. For like a couple of hours or whatever. Yeah, it's it was like like an hour, I think a hundred bucks. It's a lot of money, but like, it's a it's a in my opinion, it's a once in a lifetime experience. And if you save up for it, you want to try it, you should. Yeah, I think um, for you driving like that, it is hard because when you're driving on the road like that and you speed up, that adrenaline does kick in and that testosterone, so it's hard to resist at times. But like you said, you have to remember that like you're driving on these tight highways where there's traffic and cars. And I'm not saying you're a bad driver, but you're no professional speed, yeah. speed racer. I'm not like an F1 an F1 driver. Was yeah. I white line certified that night? I think so, a thousand percent. But like, you haven't even been driving for like five years. You know no, what I'm no, saying? no. I definitely haven't. But um, it was like, it wasn't empty, but it wasn't crowded, which was the good thing. It was only for two miles. The FDR when I hop on it, it's only for two miles. So I wasn't there for like fucking 40 minutes going out it was probably like five minutes of fun but it's still a dumb decision and don't drive crazy kids bad idea no yeah i think if you were ever were to do that you can do the track but also um i think you have to know the road and know when it's like dead and whatnot because if you drive a certain highway all the time and you learn the patterns you can learn okay if you were ever to wild out again you could be like okay i know from this time to this time there's like one to two cars between this five mile stretch and they're usually on the right lane. So if I stay all the way on the left, I'll be fine. But you know what or it was? Or just make sure what happened. You know what it was? It wasn't the speed. In my opinion, going 80 is pretty crazy on a 40, but it wasn't the speed. It was the switching lanes crazy mm-hmm. with the cars that did it for me. It wasn't. It was the danger of it that seemed exciting and fun. It wasn't the speed. I wasn't trying to go as fast as I could. Most of the time, I was going between 60 and 80. The fastest I got was 80. Most of the time, I was going be- between 60 and 65. FDR speed limit is 40, but let's be honest. Everybody goes 60. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah, 60, 65, 70, 60, 60, 65 is calm. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't that I could go fast, and I wanted the highway to be completely empty. That wasn't the fun of it. The fun of it was switching lanes crazy and getting there a little bit faster because I'm switching lanes crazy, not because I'm going 120. I wasn't trying to go super fast. No, but I think that... Because um, if I wait till the FDR only has five cars on it, and I go 120, in my opinion, wasn't going to be as enjoyable as me going 60 and dashing through the lanes. Yeah, but in, um, like you said, that is more dangerous because something could happen when you're swerving. No, no, it was a dumb decision, but I'm just saying the fun of it for me was that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm just saying if you were to do it again, it would be safer if you did it when there's less cars, even though it is less fun you'll still be able to move, like, pretty fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and I know the FDR, like, every time I come from my girl's house, I take it, and I've been taking that highway for, like, I don't know, eight months, like, two to three times a a week, maybe more, for eight months. I know the highway, like, the back of my hand. I know how to get from her house to my house with my eyes closed. I've been on every stretch of that highway recently, um, almost every day, so... 
I know the highway well. I knew it wasn't going to be super duper packed, but just the right amount of cars were going to be on the road. But it was just a dumb decision at the time that felt fun. And it's also tempting because the FDR right there from Manhattan to the Bronx is like a long stretch where you're mainly going straight and just small turns. Yeah, it's nothing. So you don't have to break too much. You're not doing too many big turns. Yeah. So that's why it's also tempting to just floor it and go. But I would say if if not the track, then if you were average just like where you wanted to just go at a high speed for a while and be fine. Four ninety five at like three in the morning. <laughs> nah, I would say don't even drive in New York City. I would say drive in like New Jersey or like Long Island where it's mostly highway and you can just stay on one road straight because those is just mostly highway and they have really big lanes and whatnot. Yeah. Cause like even um I don't know if you did this but in the summer, in the summer when I drove to Six Flags, mm-hmm. oh I, I was wilding out. Yeah, I was. Just, but I was just going fast. I wasn't like overtaking people and switching lanes and going around them. I was just going like eighty ninety, but I wasn't like doing that. Yeah, I was on the leftmost lane because I had to stay on a highway for like twenty miles, and I was just cruising at like eighty or ninety, and I was fine. By the way, you get a ticket for that, so don't do that next time. Oh. No, because I was following in traffic. There were people in front of me. No, no, no. You camp in New Jersey on your way to Six Flags. The I I think it's the left lane is only for like going around people. You're not allowed to be on it for extended periods of time. But what if you're in the HOV lane? Because I was in the HOV because it was me and I had a packed car. Did it say HOV lane? Yeah. Oh, okay, so never mind. We probably took different ways. Because the way I, the way I went, there was a sign that said. Um, the left lane, it's only for, like, going around. It's an emergency lane. Oh, okay. It was only for going around. It it didn't look like an emergency lane. It looked like a regular-ass lane. I never noticed that, but there was times where, like, it broke into an HOV lane, mm-hmm. and it was me and three other people, so I just went in it. Because there's that going to Six Flags. There's that leftmost I, lane. I forget what highway I took specifically. Yeah, me too. So I can't tell you. But I know when I go to PA, the same rules apply where the left lane is only for, like, going around people like if they're too slow or something um or like to switch lanes it's only to switch lanes and that's how i got my first ticket for emergencies because yes the left lane is always meant to go it's the lane you go when you're going the fastest in new york and in certain highways not in all of them okay because that's why i got the ticket remember that that like 55 dollar ticket i had mm-hmm. and i told you i was just in the left lane the guy told me left lane only for emergency vehicles you're only allowed to go in that lane if you're like um if you're passing somebody, so if you're passing somebody, they're going like 50 and the speed limit is like 70 over there, then you're allowed to pass them. You could go on the left lane to pass them. Um, but he said that's the only reason. And he was behind me, but he didn't have his sirens on. So I'm thinking, oh, it's a cop. I'm going on this speed limit. I'm doing everything fine. He's just behind me chilling, right? And then when he, once he turned on the sirens, I was like, maybe I did something wrong. I didn't see the sign. So he was like, you passed the sign. I don't remember passing the sign. But he said, you passed the sign. I gave you a chance. But he saw my plates. They were New York plates. The ticket was supposed to be like $200 and like three points on my license. And he was nice. He was like, since you didn't know the law, I'm going to let you slide. He just gave me a $50 ticket, no points on the license. So it was nice. But pay attention because in Jersey especially, I never seen that in that sign in New York. But in Jersey and I never seen it in PA, just in Jersey. In Jersey, there's certain highways where the left lane is just for emergency vehicles. You can't be on it Okay. for extended periods of time. I'll keep that in mind. But yeah, I would say... Just look at the signs. You'll see it. I was a dickhead because when I was driving back, I saw the signs and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I would say if you wanted to like drive fast again like that and cruise, I would just say Long Island or like New Jersey or upstate New York would be better because it's just longer highways and longer roads and it's not as crowded with a lot of traffic. 
He's on New York City has so much traffic and whatnot. Yeah, I don't think I'll do it anytime soon though, because even if there's no traffic, you're still putting major risk, you know, in your life. At least when you go to a track, it's like a smaller like because they go around. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit smaller, and there's like emergency people around just in case of anything happens and all that other stuff. So it's a safer environment. A lot of the times, the the vehicles have like six point harnesses and shit like that, so they keep you more sec- more secure, so you don't fly out the car. Just don't drive your car to the track. Yeah. No. Oh no, no, you're financing it, so it's fine. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm, if I want to go eighty, I'll do it on the highway. No, because if you I know if you drive a lease car to the track, mm-hmm. you'll um get your um your coverages or whatever provoked because you're not supposed to drive it on the track. Oh, that's crazy. And if they find out, because they got to, like, register your plate when you go on the track and stuff, and mm-hmm. you'll get, like, um, your coverages and all that, your warranties will be... Um, voided? Yeah, voided. Huh. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would just say do that. And I don't know if you saw it, but in the group chat, one of our friends was talking about doing, like, a little cruise road trip to Long Island or something. So we could do that, too, and just all cruise together. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Which mind. is fun because there was that time when you and me drove to Long Island to the car wash and it was just fun driving in each other's cars and just cruising. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun because, like, mm-hmm. I think all a lot of us have cars now, like four of us. Yeah, it would be the four of us and then we want to bring someone else and whatnot. But it's just the fact of everyone cruising together. It's a really cool and fun vibe. Yeah, even if is. you're not all going fast or whatever. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. That's true. Mm-hmm. No, but yeah. So yeah. that was just the rest of your week? That was my week. And okay. So, since I know you want to do this segment specifically today, I think you said it earlier, but remind me what are we going to talk about today, Sandy? Just my experiences going to a school in the city um, and his experiences going to a state school. Who's his? Chris's, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Mine's is not a CUNY. It's a private school, but it's in the city. So it's basically the exact same experience, in my opinion, as a CUNY. Because I have friends who went to CUNYs. And it's pretty much the exact same thing, to be honest. Yeah, and CUNY is a city university in New York. So it's a school in the city. Yeah. So. Therefore. Oh, I thought CUNYs were like public schools, public colleges. No? Is it? Maybe. Maybe. I just know CUNY stands for City University, SUNY is State University. Yeah. So when I think of CUNY, I just think of school in the city. There's a college in the city, it's a CUNY. Yeah. But my first question for it was, how was your day-to-day going to a school where you slept at, you had a dorm, it's a state school, it's a big school, you know, that you had different halls and everything. How was, how did your day-to-day look like? Like when you woke up, what'd you do and all that other stuff? Um, that is basically pretty similar to like whether you're in middle school or high school. It was just you wake up, get dressed, um, you know, eat, whatever, and then you go to your classes. But, um, I guess the main difference is being on campus there. And if, um, you're someone like me who's coming all the way, who's going from the city all the way upstate to school, because my school from here is about a seven hour drive so you can't really commute that consistently so um it is a different vibe because you're not especially if you lived in a city all your life you're not used to being outside of it so you're not used to being in like a quiet more rural area for a long amount of time mm-hmm. so that could take some while a little bit to adjust to but also 
when when being on your own, it's about you being responsible for your own stuff because it's not like home where you're not going to have your mom or dad or whoever wake you up and tell you to get to class. It's on you to wake up on time and get to the dining hall when they're open and, you know, get to your classes on so time and whatnot. I, I have a question. So the dining mm-hmm. hall, right? did you, like, were there certain things that you had to do? Like, if you don't wake up on time, even though they're still technically serving breakfast, do you not get the food that you want or whatever? Or was were there times where, like, you avoided the dining hall because it was kind of packed and you didn't want to, like, eat there because it was just too much people and, like, not enough, not a place to, like, you know, concentrate or something like that? It depends. So, like, I would usually go to the dining hall mm-hmm. because, especially, I'll talk about freshman year since we'll say, like, um, first getting that experience. The, the meal, because you could pick different meal programs. Mm-hmm. And I had one where, um, for um for freshman year i think i was able to get like three meals a day okay so i would usually i'll wake up in the morning because me um um i'm an early bird so i like to the way i set up my classes was i like to get them all done early in the morning and then the way i could have the rest of the afternoon free so um let's say for example right i had like a a, uh Eight, my first class is 8 to 8.50, right? Mm-hmm. So That's I would... a pretty short class. Yeah. I would wake up at like either 6.30 or 7, probably 7. I get dressed, shower, whatever. I'm out the door like 7.30, 7.45. I would go to the dining hall, and depending on how much time I had between, I would grab something real quick, eat it, and then head to class. But the way my dining hall was set up was that, okay, my school has two dining halls. had one on each side. There was one that opened pretty early in the morning. I think at like 7 or 6. And then the other one opened at like 10. So if you had a morning class, you went to one to open up early. And so the schedule they have is basically, they have it online where it's like, okay, this dining hall opens, let's say at 6. From 6 to 9, we serve breakfast. Once it's 9 or 9.30, then it's lunch. And then, like that. So, from each time, they would switch. So, you had to make sure you go at times where they still had stuff. Or, like, if you went in between, because they were getting the other food ready, there wasn't much options. So, you would either get, like, cereal or, like, a sandwich or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but some of them are really cool. Because they had, like... I, I'm sure they had this at schools in Manhattan because... You could get like they had like a little um sandwich bar, so you could have someone make a sandwich for you, or you could have like someone make a wrap for you and toast it. Um, they always had bagels, um, a big salad bar, etc. And then there was also, um, if you went to like the library or other parts of the school, they had like cafes and stuff mm-hmm. that you could pay for and go to. Like I know a lot of people would um skip the dining hall and for lunch they'll go to like. One of the big halls because the halls had like a subway, their own Chipotle, and other stuff like that. So other people would prefer that. So okay. just a lot of big options, but it's mainly just all about getting there on time. There would be times where like, since you mentioned about studying, if like, if there was like, um, if I finished one class and I had like 45 minutes to an hour to my next class. What would you do? I would either, most of the time I would just 
go to the, and if I was hungry, I would go to the dining hall, eat something, kill some time, and then go to class. Mm-hmm. Because since you're walking all over, I felt it felt backwards for me to walk to my dorm, not stay for long, and then go back out. I would go back to my dorm if there was like a big gap between classes. So like, if I was done with one class, there was times where I had like a night class, right? So let's say my night class started at like 6 or 7, mm-hmm. and I was done with the day at like 2, 2.30. I would go to dining hall, eat something, come back to my room at like 3.30, and then I would take like a two-hour nap. And then two-hour nap, do some stuff, and then I would go to my night class. Okay, so just to compare, that was like mostly, at least the morning part, what you would do. Yeah. So I just want to tell everybody how my mornings usually went, which in my opinion was just a lot simpler and like just quicker to the point because I would like my first classes always they had like 8 a.m. classes I'm not that much of an early bird I don't mind waking up at 8 but if I have to wake up at 6 to make it to a class it's over I'm not doing it so my classes were always scheduled at 9 15 they always start at 9 15 I live pretty school to my pretty close to my school 20 minute train ride and I'm there <clears throat> so I, I would wake up at 8 take a shower be out the door by like 8 45 8 50 I would, me personally, I would always skip breakfast because the only options that I had for food was either the deli by my house, which in the summertime, okay, sure. But in the wintertime, it is brick. So I am not going to eat at the train station and I don't have enough time to go to the lounge in in the school and it's too cold outside to eat it and walk because in the summertime, I would get a sandwich and like while I'm on the way to to the train, I'll just eat it while I walk. But in the wintertime, it's way too cold for that. Um, only other options for me to eat were literally Chick-fil-A in the morning, um, Chipotle in the morning, again, McDonald's. And the only thing with breakfast was Dunkin'. There was a Dunkin' a block away from the school, um, that I could go to. In my school, in the city, there was no dining hall, no nothing. Not at all? Not even like a little store in the school? No. Okay. From what I understand, there's no store, nowhere... Everybody, all the students that I knew who got food, they had to go outside for their food. They did have vending machines with like cup of noodles and like like quick stuff. And they had a microwave in the lounge. But that was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. If you wanted some real food, some real breakfast, you had to go outside. If you wanted like a quick, like a, like a granola bar or a water, then you would go to the lounge and you would get it. The only time when they offered food was if they had like a, an event. Right. Like a special, like a hiring event or a career day or something like that. They would have food. They would cater it. Um, and for finals week, they always give out like bagels and granola bars and stuff like that. Like, you know, brain brain food to get your brain going in the morning. Mm-hmm. But that was pretty much it. I would literally, this is how I personally scheduled my classes for, I say, the majority of time that I was there, my first two years that I was there. My classes were always 9.15 to 12 um to 12:15 two classes four days a week never did i ever take a, a friday class saturday class or anything like that i was only always only there monday through thursday 9:15 to 12:15 this was perfect for me because for about <clears throat> sorry for about the first whole year of college i didn't have a job so I would just come home. Yeah, same. And just chill. So literally, I just made my schedule. If you're a freshman and you don't have a job yet, I would say schedule morning classes 
So that way, if you do get a job, you could just work in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and if you don't get a job right away, you don't want a job. In my opinion, it's still perfect because at 12.15, the lounge is not packed. The library is not packed. It's usually packed at 4 o'clock when, like, other people are leaving the school. 3 to 4 is when it's packed. Nothing is packed yet. If you need to go to advisement at 12 o'clock, um, they're at lunch. So when they come back at 1, it's empty. If you go home, you could get your homework done. I would literally get home, eat some food, start my homework at 1. I'd probably be done by 4 o'clock. I had the whole day. My freshman year, I gained like 20 pounds just because I would just come home, eat some food, do my homework, be done at 4 o'clock, and then sleep the whole day. See, I was afraid of, of that too because I used to hear all the time about people getting like the freshman 15, the freshman 20, and just gaining mad weight. Yes. But um, It's definitely a real thing. Yeah, I was kind of worried about it. So what I ended up doing was like... um. I ended up going to the gym a bit and then playing basketball because in my school, I know this isn't common for unassumies as well, but the the um the gym where you could they let you play basketball and stuff and they had um you know a full weight room and whatnot. Mm-hmm. If you were a student there, you were able to go in for free, so they would have a turnstile. You just swipe in your ID card and you were good. That's cool because I I knew kids on the basketball team and soccer team at my school. But the stuff wasn't on campus, so it's not like even like you had to be on the team to get to gain access to those facilities. So if you if you didn't make it your freshman year, it's not like you could go to school and practice for like three four hours, watch the team play, study them and stuff like that. You couldn't do that. They had I believe they had a weight room, but not like a like a basketball court or a soccer field anywhere near. And usually they just met up at the place. From what I learned, they met up at the at the soccer field or like a basketball court or whatever to practice. And to me, this was, like, really, really dumb because aren't supposed to, like, all the students in your campus, you're paying for the school, the experience. Because, um, mind you, tuition is still the same, about the yeah. same as, like, a, another school. It's, like, 12 to 15 grand, maybe even more a semester. So the fact that we didn't have facilities like a cafeteria, we didn't have facilities like uh, uh, we had a weight room, but I went, I looked at it in, in there once and it wasn't good. Um, there was no basketball court, no soccer court, no tennis, no nothing. And if you, they had the teams. The thing that was weird to me was they had the teams, but nobody had access to those facilities unless you were on the team, which was always so backwards to me. Cause I would have loved to like go and like play some soccer with the with the with the with the in the soccer field from time to time or some volleyball or whatever. Did I want to be on the team? No. Would I? Yeah, would just, I want to do it for, just for fun? Yeah, as a hobby. Sure. Yeah, I don't want to be a basketball player, but I shoot the ball around from time to time. And I feel like it's a good experience to have and stuff like that. And I, I felt bad, honestly, for the basketball team and the soccer team because I feel like not a lot of people went to their games because nobody wanted to drive an hour away from the school or yeah. take the train an hour away from the school just to go watch a basketball game. And some of the games weren't even that far. I think they were like a 20-minute walk from the school. Trust me, in January, December, nobody wants to walk 20 yeah, minutes in the city the to go watch a thing. So I kind of felt bad because they never, like, they, they never really, they were playing so hard. And I believe our soccer team won a championship. I don't know what it's called. And the basketball team won a championship, too. So, like, they were working hard. They were good athletes, but they weren't getting the same love. I'm sure there was people there from the other schools, but it's like, how do you not have, like, they weren't getting that home support, you know. They didn't even have a. Yeah. They technically didn't even have a home basketball court. Yeah. I mean, my school's not wasn't part of the NCAA or whatever. It's like a different thing or whatever. 
but um, or at least I don't think they were part of it, cause I know not all schools are in it. Um, but it just it's that always felt weird. I feel like they, Excuse me. sorry, they lease the 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 school leases a whole big building on Fifth Ave and Forty Third Street. I'm sure on one of those floors you could have had like a basketball court. You make so much money, you could have had a basketball court, a little indoor soccer field in there. Yeah, I was gonna mention it could probably be because. Since, you know, New York is so crowded, maybe because of space. And then with, I don't know with the building specifically, maybe they prioritize other things in sports and whatnot. No, and the thing is, like, they didn't build the building. Because I know some schools build, like, their buildings, their campuses. Or, like, even in the city, they build it. I think BMCC built, like, it was built to be a college. Mm-hmm. This wasn't built to be a college. A lot of the things <laughs> in the school look like office buildings, just with chairs. Yeah, because so, a lot of them I just bought and they're they're like least, made yeah. for like offices or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that was the thing. So I I feel like, in my opinion, if you want like real college experience, and going to like, going with your friends, going out and meeting people and networking and other stuff, go to a campus. I feel like go to a campus, go upstate, live in there. It's a good experience. However, if you want to be done with college as quick as possible. Not have a lot of hassle. If you're a person that keeps to themselves, you just want to like head straight through and finish. A city school is definitely for you. Let me tell you why. There Before are, you get to that, yeah, just to so we don't switch off topic, just to finish that subject of gyms and whatnot. I was just gonna say real quick that um, I think because of um it being such a crowded space, you're only one building. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I had so much more stuff at the. At my SUNY school, because also, um, my my school's teams were part of NCAA, so because they were part of that, they were getting more money, mm-hmm. and my school was really known for their football team, so a lot of money came in on that, and so they literally had a building just dedicated for like the athletes and stuff, and they had a weight room, so if you weren't on the team, you can go, and then below, they had, like, a whole other rate room facility and everything for the athletes specifically. Yeah, exactly. So, it would divide it up and everything. And then they had courts for non-athletes and then courts and whatnot for athletes and stuff. And also, because it is a bigger, you're in a bigger area, more rural, you can make the campus bigger and put more things. So, that's why I say for that sense, it could be um, a really big difference. And in terms of you saying, like, recommendations, it I think... I wouldn't say necessarily on what people you want to meet only because I feel like it's kind of, I feel like it kind of depends on where you live because if you're in the city, like for me, I wanted to leave the city because I got tired of it. I got tired of the crowdedness and like, you know, being cramped and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted my own space. So that was like the main reason why I left upstate. But I feel like, um, yes, you will experience a different culture and meet new people. But I feel like if you stay in New York, but that's part of that's part of the 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 college experience to be on your own for the first time. You know, no, yeah, especially if you're other stuff. Let me tell you, if you're if you're gonna go upstate and you know get away from home, but in terms of specifically of meeting new people, I feel like New York, since it's such a big city and there's so many different people coming in from all over the world, I feel like you can still get that here. In terms of meeting new people, you just have to go to the right places. Oh, no, and, a thousand percent. And similar to how there's a lot of people like me 
who want to leave the city and go to a school outside of the city. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people from those areas who want to come and do school in the city because it is the city. So it's kind of like a trade-off. So I feel like in terms of meeting different people, I feel like staying in the city will be better because you'll get more diversity. Where I feel like if you go out of state to a SUNY school or a specific school out of the city, you'll get you'll meet new people, but you'll be involved in like a one specific community. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I meant in terms of like, it's a lot easier if you're in a school like in a city school to just keep your head down and move on. You don't have roommates who you have to interact with. You know, mm-hmm. teachers really don't prefer group projects. They still give them out, but they don't prefer group projects because the the students are not in um the students are not they don't live there they don't live at the school so it's a lot harder for them to 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 meet up some of them live in the Bronx and Brooklyn they're like an hour hour and a half away they have jobs they have kids you know and stuff like that and and that speaks to it because the demographic for my school yes there were kids my age 18 19 well when I started 18 19 um but a lot of people were older or like late 20s early 30s mm-hmm. i'd say the majority of the people at the school were late 20s early 30s they weren't people there were people who like skipped out on college first you know got a job in the city realized hey maybe i should go back to school and then they chose a school in the city because they already had a life they already had an apartment they had kids they had like stuff you know yeah a lot of the kids 18 19 years old they chose to go upstate so it wasn't it wasn't very they weren't a lot of it and to speak to that not even college experience just personal experience Literally, when I graduated high school, everybody went upstate. Everybody went upstate. No, none, of my, none of my friends that I was close with stayed in the city. I was the only one. So I go to college, new school. I'm good at making friends, but not right away. I'm more of a quiet, shy person at first when you first meet me. So I didn't make friends till like eight months after I had already been there. Because it's so easy to just keep your head down and keep it pushing. It's so easy to just go to your first two classes, leave at 12, make it home by one, and you're done. Like, it was so easy to, like, it's not high school where, like, you're forced to eat together. You're not you're not forced to do anything. You don't have to get there early. Like, even the professor got there five minutes late. So, I was getting there five, ten minutes late. Nobody slaps you on the wrist. Nobody tells you nothing. And is that because um, you wanted to go to a, a CUNY school? Or is it because you wanted to go to SUNY but couldn't? Like, what made you stay... Because I know some people, they'll see all their friends go upstate, so they'll want to go upstate. I don't think you should go upstate just because your friends are going upstate. I think you should listen to this podcast and compare the differences and see what kind of life you want. I personally had to stay in the city because I got a chance to go to this school for free. Mm -hmm. So I'm obviously going to take free school in the city over um, paid school upstate. Can I be honest? Would I have liked to live on my own and have that college experience? Yes, but I'm still grateful for the experiences that I went through. Like I said, if you want to get done with school quicker, if you want to just plow on through, do your work, keep your head down, you know, you're not really interested in the parties, you're not really interested in the social life, you still want to network, you definitely can. My school held a lot of career events, they had a lot of jobs, job um, fairs, they held a lot of places, um, a lot of um, events with people in like higher up jobs with like in banking and networking and all this other stuff, you definitely get to network in the city, you know, but you don't get that same experience as you do at a college where like, um, you know, you got your roommates, you got your friends, you go to like, uh, I don't know. I know you guys in upstate schools have like certain places where the kids hang out, you know, 
where like people hang out and stuff like that just to chill and like do homework and be cool. We had a freaking um a lounge room too, but like maybe three, four people go down there. Like most of the people didn't go because like I said, they were older and like 90% of the people that I knew at the school had jobs. So as soon as they're done with school, yeah. straight to the work. Yeah, because that was going to be my next question to ask you was that if um, if you had a choice, whether it was free or not, would you have picked still to stay here or to go away? And um, yeah, my, my school does a lot of things like that too, where they hold a lot of career days and job internships and whatnot. Yeah. So definitely, I would say definitely take advantage of that if they have a field or something you're interested, especially if you're coming in freshman year and you don't know what you want. It's good to go to those things because you can get an idea of what different people do and you can just try it out. And if you don't like it, then you're out. And if you like it, then great. Stick with it for a bit. I didn't really go to them because I went to one or two, but the jobs they had and stuff didn't really grab me. Plus, it was freshman year, so I was lazy and I wasn't really trying to do much. I was just trying to chill most of the time. But um, yeah, you do get that experience with living with roommates and whatnot. And um, based on what I've heard... It can either go very good or it can go very bad. But I know there's people who also um, do that in the school in Manhattan City as well by, like, you know, renting out an apartment together or whatnot. And there's, like, and, schools in the city, like NYU, where you dorm there and everything like that. Yeah, but, there's also schools. But that's, that a different, that's a different category, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But majority, we're like, um, there's, there will still be people who, like, will go to college here. And then they'll like move out their parents' place and then rent out a, uh, an apartment with someone. Yeah, but I Granted, feel like ninety percent of people don't because an apartment in New York, average price of an apartment is like what eighteen hundred dollars. If you're a kid, eighteen years old, even if you're working, you got three roommates. That's still hard to to keep up consistently no, yeah. with all the work that you're getting from school. You're probably not gonna cap keep that up for that much longer. Working a full time job and it's like your first year in college, it's really hard to do that. Yeah, I've been looking for a place to move into recently and between like Queens and Brooklyn for like a one bedroom or like a studio. It's about the range of like 1400 to like 1700 a month. So that is a lot, especially if you're by yourself. And especially if you're coming from outside the city, it's way cheaper than the city. So it's going to hit you way more and you won't be used to those prices. I'm not saying I do agree with you. A lot of people don't, especially if they live here because it's more convenient to stay where you are and then save up but that is also an option but it is more common upstate to like room with others and whatnot i yeah. had a freshman year i had a roommate that um he didn't even live that far from the school he lived like about half an hour an hour and he didn't want to um dorm because he was like i'm right there from the school but yeah his um his parents made him dorm because they wanted him to get that experience and i'm sure it's to get that experience and also they just wanted his ass out the house in my opinion, that's if I'm being honest, that's dumb decision on the parents' part. They wanted him to do it for a year just to get that dormant experience, and then after, he can commute. Because the dormant experience, Cause for you'll them, get that later in life. Like, when you move in to your first apartment and you get a roommate, that's basically the same thing as dorming in college. No, yeah. So, but, you're going to get that experience later in life. So for you, and I know dor- the only reason why I say it's a dumb experience is because dorming is very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. It's very expensive. So you're paying for that dorming. You're taking out loans or even if you're paying out of pocket, you're paying a lot of money when you could stay in school or stay with your parents. Yes, you're not getting that experience right away. But let's be honest, that experience is not worth $20,000, $30,000. Well, however much they charge, it's a lot of money. 
It's not worth it. At least at the moment. You're going to get those experiences eventually. Trust me. Especially if you live in New York City. You're eventually going to have to have a roommate. And even if you don't have a roommate, you're eventually going to have to live with somebody. Again, that's not your parents. That you don't know like that. That you're going to have to get used to. Whether it be like your boyfriend or girlfriend, your partner, your fiance, a roommate, maybe a cousin you don't see that often. You'll get that experience later in life. And I'm going to be honest. I never even had a roommate, but if I could afford my own apartment and just stay on my own and never have that experience, I'll be happy. No, you reminded me when you said that because I forgot to mention, but um, I remember they had to for him because for my school specifically, they require you to dorm on campus for a year. And that's dumb. That's just a cash grab. I hate when schools do it. No, it is a cash grab. So you're required to do that, but then after you're good. So there was a lot of people that dormed for that year and then after... They lived off campus and um, you saved so much because I did that um, in my junior year where I lived off campus mm -hmm. and because um, my mom helped me out with the payments with setting that up. My mom was able to save so much money alone just off of me living off campus. Granted, because it's right, cheaper. As, yeah. Did I get as much luxury luxuries as the dorm of the convenience? No, but it was still. But fine. it was worth it, right? It was worth it. But my mm -hmm. my house was literally like the house was here. I was literally across the street and I was on campus. Exactly. So I was just right there. And plus I had a, um, my room was bigger than the others. Cause it's, cause around my school, it's a lot of old houses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those old houses were built really big. Yeah. They have a bunch of floors and shit. So I had like a pretty big room for a New Yorker coming from New York city. I had a big room. Yeah. Anything's a big room. <laughs> but to answer your previous question, if I am straight out of high school and I have a choice between going upstate and staying in the city, I am going to go upstate. I'm going to be honest. Mm -hmm. If the if I'm paying for both, I'm going to go upstate. If they're both free, I'm going to go upstate. Why? But What about upstate draws you specifically? But the thing is, I would only do that if I don't know what I know now. If I know what I know now, I'm going straight to the city school. And hopefully, if you're listening to this, you know, you can learn from my experience. What I'm going to do is I'm going to go to the city school. I'm going to focus I'm a, you got to keep focus because if you don't focus, you're going to be asked out. You're going to be fucked. In my school, I could have graduated in three years. Started in 2017. Could have graduated last year, 2020, with a, with, a, with a bachelor's degree. Three years. You can graduate in three years. You do the summer semesters. It's really annoying. You're not going to be able to go on long vacations. You're not, you might not even be able to go on vacation for three years. Trust me, it's worth it. It's a thousand percent worth it. Do not lock off. Go to school. I'm not saying keep your head down and don't talk to people. Definitely network. Definitely talk to people. You could have fun. You could go, you could have friends. You could you know you could go out with your friends, but stay in the picture. Like think about why you went to college in the first place, and stick with it. Cause you could if you go to a city school and they offer a summer program where you could take classes during the summer, you could literally be done with that in like two years and like I think it's like ten months, almost three years. You could be done with college with your four year degree. So quickly, even if you want to, you could you could get a, 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 you could do two more years and get a master's, and then you get higher pay while you work. It's definitely worth it, in my opinion. The college experience, it's nice, but it's not worth it. It's really expensive. It's cool to have those experiences, but do I think that my life would have went a lot better if I did have those experiences? No, I don't think so. I think my life would have been a lot better if my dumbass just focused worked saved up money didn't spend it on stupid stuff um worked hard on my classes work for a 4.0 you probably don't need a 4.0 to get a great job you probably need a 3.5 still work for the 4.0 work for a 4.0 get it stay focused 
and that's what's really going to impact your life. Now, the parties are nice. You could do that after you graduate. If you're 18, you do this career in three years, you'll be 21. You can still party all you want at 21, have a nice job, make probably like sixty dollars to $80,000. That's plenty of money for a 21-year-old, especially in the city if you have some roommates. You have money in your pocket. You can go to all the parties you want. Trust me, you don't have to be in college in New York City to go to parties. In the summertime, parties are everywhere. You know what you do need, though, to go to parties? You need some money. You need a good job. So get a job. You get the parties. You get the, the experiences after you go to college. I would, to answer my own question, I I would say that if you're in high school and you're almost done and college is coming question, in my opinion, I would say if you don't know what you want to do or don't have a general idea at all, I would say don't go to college and either take that time after you, you graduate high school to figure out what you want to do or just work a shitty job and get bread because... That's going to motivate you to do something because you're going to hate that job and you're going to get out and do something. And I think you'll have more free time to explore what it is you want to do. And then I think once you figure out what it is you want to do, unless unless it's a major or or a field that schools specifically focus on, like, for example, like nursing or being a doctor and stuff, if it's not something like that where schools build whole programs on and specific and you have to be in school for a long time of then i would say don't go to college for it because there are um trade programs and a yeah bunch there of stuff. are trade programs in schools where you can do could, an apprenticeship a ton of shit just look it yeah, up yeah where you can focus on that specifically and you can be experienced that and you can get out in like literally one or two years having that because my biggest beef the problem i had with college and why i dropped out was because um i wanted to do specific things but they would make me do other things for credits, even when it made no sense for me to do those. And if I didn't have to do those things, I could have been done in three years or maybe less. But because I had to do basically extra bullshit, I had to spend extra money and whatnot for no reason when it was like, I already know all this stuff. I know most of it. I only need one or two more classes and I'm done. Just give me my degree already because that's what I came for. But colleges give you that BS. So to be more specific with my example, so that people can, more people can relate to it and see what I'm talking about. Excuse me. So for my school, right, I went in um, freshman year. I was doing like physical therapy major or whatever, but I didn't like that. So I switched to journalism and broadcasting with a focus on video and audio production. So learning how to edit videos and edit um, audio, edit sounds and shit, right? So I was doing that. And then... Um, it was like my junior year or senior year, and I basically banged out all the main stuff I needed to learn for those things. But because it was a focus of journalism, there were still some other credits I had to do for to get the journalism degree. degree. But what I didn't like was that the other stuff they had they made me do had nothing to do with what I was focused on at all. So the biggest example, which is basically one of the main reasons why I left, so one semester, um, I was required to take a, um, a coding class. So I had to learn how to develop a website, like very basic level, level coding, HTML, like bare bones. So I was mad about that because I was like, my major is learning about editing and uh, 
editing video and editing audios. So using Premiere Pro, all that stuff, whatever. My major literally had nothing to do with coding and learning how to make a website. That is not my major. And in that class, there was a mix of people. There was like graphic design majors and whatnot. That makes sense. If you're in graphic design, especially in the future now with learning how to work with technology and design art and code it, that you could give a pass. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, Sandy? Yeah, I get what you're saying. Even though, you know, it could have been useful. I have a way worse example of me. I'm going to get into it later, but finish. Because yours is a good example, too. Like, you don't need that at all. No, yeah. So that's why I was pissed off because it was like, this is a waste of time and a waste of a class and a waste of money because I could either be taking something else I need or I could be closer to finishing. So it's like, why am I required to take a coding class when I literally have my ma- I will understand if my major had something to do with it in some aspect. Only aspect I can think of is when I upload my videos for a website. But you don't really you don't need to learn coding to upload your videos. Yeah, that's a completely and different in, thing. In the other editing and editing classes, they taught me how to upload my videos on the website. So it's like that that um that connect that ever small connection of it is done. So why do I have to spend a whole semester? Not even half a semester. Why do I have to spend a whole semester wasting my time in this class? So that that was like what pissed me off. And that a lot of schools do that where they make you take extra stuff just to get credits for no reason. When it's like, you know, in your field, when you're done, you're never going to touch that shit or use it ever. So it was kind of like, what's the point? Yeah, so, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So that's why I was saying if you don't need to go to school for it and you could go to like a trade school or something, whatever you want to do and get out of there one or two years. It'll be better because you're going to waste time and money spending extra years there doing extra shit you don't want to do when you can get whatever it is you just need in one or two years and then get out. And, and um, yeah, it could suck because you don't have that connection with people and parties, but you could still go on campus and talk to people. You know, you have social media, and Facebook, like, Twitter, Instagram, Tinder. So, like, you could connect through there yeah. and they'll see you're from the school and connect that way. And there's a lot of people who do that too with just trade schools and whatnot. And, and I could still sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. But I'm almost done. And I could still get you um, you know, people you know and you can invite to parties, still get culture life and at school to still have events. And remember, schools are public, so you can still walk through them and whatnot. Exactly. So yeah, that's 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 um what my take would be from it. Yeah. What, what was your example of school hitting you with some bullshit? Yeah, yeah. No, and like I said earlier too, like when you graduate, you'll be like what? 21, 22. So you can mm-hmm. still do all the partying you want at 21, 22. Te- technically, I know nobody follows this, but you're not even allowed to drink before you're 21. Yeah. Technically, legally. I know everybody still does it, but legally. So it's like, just wait till you're 21. You don't have to wait till you're 21 to start drinking. Nobody. Everybody does it over the age of 18. But what I'm saying is, you can find, you're going to find the parties. Trust me. They're everywhere. Um, but my examples, I have two which really pissed me off, and they both revolve around English and writing classes. So I'm a I'm a general business major, right? I mm-hmm. take marketing classes, management classes. Cool. Those are all cool. I love those. Those are fun. I had to take a writing course, but this was like my sophomore, almost junior year. Mm-hmm. So I had taken already a lot of writing classes, like the essential ones, like um, uh, research and writing, um, grammar, and all this other stuff, which you do need for business. You need to be able to write reports and, you know, be proficient in that. That makes sense. A thousand percent. I had to take a creative writing class. We wrote poems. Mm-hmm. First thing she said is, don't even worry about the grammar. Just worry about your rhymes. Literally what she said. Mm-hmm. 
She sounded like a 90s rapper when she said that. I was so pissed off, bro. So pissed off. I had to work so hard because this lady's standards for poem were like up here, right? I'm a general business major. I don't give a fuck about the poems. She's like, I want those elite haikus. Listen, first three, <laughs> first three assignments, I was giving her cat in the hat type of poems. Mm-hmm. She wanted Robert Frost type of poems. I'm like, lady... I'm only going to be doing this for two more months and then I'm out. I'm never going to touch poems again probably for the rest of my life. And if I do want to touch poems, then I'll take it more seriously. Like, you don't have to go so hard. The thing that pisses me off is that these professors know that this class has nothing to do with somebody's major. Yeah, they still go so hard for that. Like, they grade you like you're going to be making poems for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And it just really pisses me off. I really don't like you, that. You young man, when you stepped in this class, you came to be a poet. And you're like, oh, I'm a business major? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just, bl- she blew mine to the max. The next example that I have, I actually enjoyed the class. Our professor, he was a cool guy. He took me the class. Not just me, that'd be weird. Yeah, that would be weird. He took Not the- surprising, but weird. <laughs> yeah, right? He took the class onto the New York, um, New York Public Library, and we were supposed to have more trips, but that was around when COVID was hitting, so classes, classes got canceled right after that, and it was cold, and he forgot. He was an older guy, but his class was fun. Am I, not, am I gonna lie? No, his class was fun. Did his class have anything to do with what the fuck I was studying? No. His class was a writing class. It was supposed to be like a grammar class. It was more of a creative writing class. Like, I had to write a... A story about how I got lost in the subway when I was like eight years old and he wanted me to make it super deep and meaningful. Like he did focus more on grammar, which made me a little happier because, you know, I want to get my grammar up. I want to be able to spell complex words, especially since, you know, general business major, you might have to write some reports or something. Your grammar and your sentences should be put together well and correctly. But like, I just feel like sometimes these professors know that like this has nothing to do with somebody's major and you're getting graded like you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. Like their standards from time to time are too high. Not every professor is like this. I've had classes. I took a, a statistic class, which does relate to my major. And his standards were not that high. He just he barely he basically passed me what it be. I barely did like half the work in the class. So it's like this guy statistics has more to do with my major than po- poems and creative writing. And you guys are grading me on a much higher um, standard than this guy is, which is just not fair, in my opinion. In my opinion, this shouldn't even be required, like you said. Like, yes, city schools are nice because you can get them done in three years. You still got to put up with the bullshit classes. The only reason why you do it in three years is because you take summer classes. And traditionally, for, like, state schools, a lot, like, most of the professors are off for the summer. So, you know, not a lot of classes are offered. In city schools, all the classes are offered. Mm. Like, 90% of the professors are there in the school still teaching throughout the summer. I know that I didn't know anybody from like my friend group that ever took like semesters off in the summer. They always went to the summer semester to get it done early. To just get it done early. Yeah, get it out the way. Get it out the way. You're in the city anyways. You gotta come to fucking Chipotle for your shift at two o'clock. Might as well wake up at nine, do your two classes, and then go to your shift. Yeah. So that that's basically what it was. It's really annoying. You have to do it. And and like Chris said, if you don't know what to do for college. Take a year off. Get a shitty job so your parents don't hound you too much. Pay some rent. Pay like 300 bucks in rent so they, they get off your back a little. Um, they're still going to be on your back because parents nowadays think college is going to get you a $100,000 job first year out of college, but no. That um, is a point we're going to make, but go, go ahead. Yeah. I'll just comment out real quick. Um, Get a shitty job, but don't pay too much mind to that job. 
you're just getting that job to get your parents off your back, okay? If you have to miss shifts, miss your shifts, and really just do research on what you want to focus on for at least the next 10 years of your life. I'm not saying you got to do forever, but at least for the next 10 years of your life. Because I don't believe that you pick a career and you set it in stone. Like, do I want to do podcasting for the next 10 years? Yeah, sure. For the next 10 years, I can see me doing this. I don't know if I'm going to do it for like the next 20, 30 years. Pick a career, a career where like for the next five to 10 years, you could be happy in, you know, it doesn't have to be set in stone. And in my opinion, if you're more of a creative person and you want a job where you're doing YouTube videos, you're doing podcasting, you want to make movies, you want to do this, you want to make art, to be honest, just start your project, do your work and put it out there and be consistent. Even if your thing is not getting views, even if people aren't liking it, keep it consistent. Because at least, at the very least, you'll have a record of your work and to see how you progressed. And you could look at the feedback, even if, if it's from yourself, you could go back and look at like the first podcast or YouTube video that you did. And it's like, yeah, I need to fix these things. Oh, I need to work on this. I need to work on that. You'll at least have that. So if you do that in the first year... You could get a lot of changes done and you could learn a lot about the thing. You can make connections, you know. What's the number one way people meet people or learn about stuff nowadays? Through social media, through the DMs and stuff like that. Do some research. If you want to be like a business person, you don't want to go to school, try a trade school or try an apprenticeship or just try an entry-level position. If you want to be in marketing, there's so many entry-level positions or intern positions that you could go Feel it out, try it, and if you don't like it, just move on. Within a year, you could do that a couple of times. You could try like three or four jobs. And then that way you'll know you have a baseline for what you want to do. Like, oh, I need to go to college because I need them to do it for me. I don't have the connections. I don't live in a big city. Okay, then go ahead. But at least you took the time to do your research, do your due diligence, and find out what you need exactly to do so you're not wasting time just going to college, wasting money, drop out three years later, and all that money went down the, the garbage because you don't have that degree. Because let's be honest, without you can still get a good job without the degree. But if you don't get the degree, then college wasn't worth it. Mm -hmm. And I was going to say, I know um, for a lot of people in high school around our age now, you feel like even though you're young, you feel like you have to find what it is you're passionate about or what you want to do for your rest of your life right away like that. And you get a lot of pressure by that. I wouldn't say that's necessarily your fault. I will put that specifically on blame on society and parents. Because there's a lot of kids like us in high school who didn't really know what they wanted to do in college. But their parents pressed them to go to college regardless. Even though they didn't want to do Because a lot of parents, they don't care if you like something or not, all they care is they just want to see you come back with that piece of paper in your hand because a lot of them think, oh, if my son or daughter or whoever can have the piece of paper in their hand, they get that degree, then they're set because that means they're going to get a job that pays them well and then they could provide and they'll be good, which nowadays is not guaranteed, not as much as it used to be. But you know how parents start still having that old mindset and being hard-headed. They press that a lot on kids and then they feel pressured to go to school even though when, when they don't like it, what it is they want to do or they got to figure something out regardless. So I understand to people listening out there, there's a lot of pressure for you to figure out what it is you want to do right away even though you're 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. You have to remember that it's going to be hard, especially since 
these are two strangers telling you this <laughs> from the internet. But it's okay. Just remember, it is okay to not know what it is you want to do right now. It's okay to have no idea, not know who you are, what you want to do for the rest of your life. There's a lot of people in their 30s, mid-30s to almost 40s that have three or four degrees and things with high grades and stuff. And they're not doing that with they whatever they went to school for to get all that stuff. They're not doing that today to this day. And they're doing something totally else because they figured out that's what they want to do. And through them, not saying this is bad, but they learned through those experiences what it is they wanted to do. But now they have a lot of debt in the back of their head that they have to get rid of for a long time. And it sucks because you don't want to build that much debt to finally realize what it is you want to do. It's better to take your time and figure it out. And plus, once again, it's not going to feel that way. But you're in your 20s. Even in your 30s. You're young as hell. You, It's okay to not know what you want to do. You're still figuring out life. Like, you're still a young person. So it's the best time to try a bunch of different things, see what it is. And then if you decide to go to that college route and know for sure, then go. Because having that debt over your head is going to stress you out a lot and can cause really bad effects on you. For God's sakes, there's a lot of people that have suicidal thoughts or have committed suicide because of having so much debt on their head from school and other things. Not just debt too, just pressure yeah. to go to like do well in school or just pressure to like to like be efficient in the major that they chose. And they're like, they dug a hole because they chose this major, they spent a hundred thousand dollars on it, they start their job. Sure, the job pays them decent, it pays sixty thousand dollars starting, that's really good. Guess what? They hate the job. They hate being there every day. Now they feel like they're in a hole and they're having all these crazy thoughts because, you know, they don't want to do this for the rest of their life. They don't even want to do it for the next year, but they have to do it. Why? Because they got that hundred thousand dollars, like you said, in the back of their head uh, um, when they're like, how am I going to pay that off? I really want to be a ballet dancer, you know, but I don't have experience and I know or I have some experience, but I know my paycheck if I'm a ballet dancer is only going to be thirty thousand dollars like I'm not going to be able to pay that debt off with, with, you know, half the money, but I'll be happy. So at, at one point, you're literally choosing your happiness over your debt and your money, which it's a choice that people really shouldn't be having to choose, especially at such a young age of like 20, 21, 22, whatever. Even 30, it's still a young age. You have your whole life ahead of you. And, and I got a question, Chris. When you started college, did you know exactly what you wanted to do or did you just pick a major just because? I picked physical therapy. Because, as you know, in high school, I was really into sports, more specifically basketball. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, I was like, okay, I really like sports. So I'm going to do physical therapy because that's around sports and the thing doesn't seem bad. But then I realized I, that wasn't for me because one of my classes was in that major. We were able to go to like the weight rooms with the athletes yeah. and then like ask some questions and get an idea of that experience. So I was able to kind of see what physical therapists do. And so once I got that, I saw that. I saw that hands-on experience in person. I was like, oh, I like sports and stuff, but this isn't like the specific thing of sports I want to be part of. Yeah. And so I realized for me, oh, if I want to do sports, I want to be an athlete and perform. So because I wasn't on a team or nothing, I was like, I don't want to do this other thing. So that's what made me turn away from it. And I went to... Um, editing and auditing video and audio because I had an interest in that. And there wasn't really any other, um, what you call it, any other majors that really caught my eye. Is there, Do you know exactly what you want to do, like, let's say, like, three years from now, dream, dream job, like, three years from now, four years from now? 
No, I know I've always liked the entertainment industry for sure. But you don't know what you want to do. Yeah, because I've always noticed I like playing sports. So I like being on the court and performing. I have a small interest in music and performing that. I used to um, I used to watch SNL a lot, thinking about having dreams sometimes and thoughts of being on SNL. So when you because you have to sit there and think about what things you like and what they have in common. And I know with those things I have in common in general is, oh, I like making content and putting stuff for like an audience because mm-hmm. I thought about SNL basketball, um, et cetera. You know, and like with playing video games too, I'm that's one of my favorite things ever. I thought about, you know, getting good enough to go play in tournaments and make money off of that. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, I definitely like the entertainment industry. I'd like performing for other people and creating content for other people. Now, what specific content and what specific platform and area that I have to break down and focus on? Yeah, because. My bad, sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. it's just an example to to let kids know, like, when you started school, you were 18, you're 22 now, it's been four years, you still don't know exactly what you want to do. And I'm not saying, you know, I'm not singling you out or nothing like that, because it's the mm-hmm. same thing for me. Graduated, I was, what, 17, 18, had to pick a major. Lady tells me, you have to pick a major. I pick the most vague thing on the list that I could pick that I had a semi-interest in. Religious business? Business. General business. Literally the vaguest thing. So... To this day, to this day, <laughs> I've been in school for three and a half, like four years, but to this day, I don't know exactly what general business is. But, um... It's not one thing. Obviously, I know, like, you could diverge into management, into marketing, into sales, into whatever, but so, it's, it's not one thing. But for... Okay, so for me, I went for physical therapy because I was like, oh, I like sports. This has to do with sports. I'm mm-hmm. going to go there. It wasn't about business... Even though whether it was Jen or not, just that you were like, nothing, you just picked? I just picked. She said, you have to pick something. I picked something. She said, you have to pick something. I picked something. In high school, my math grades were decent. You know, I only took algebra. I failed geometry. But my my parents saw my my algebra grades. They were like, you got an A in algebra freshman year? Maybe you should be an accountant. Yeah, you got Wow, you're a math mathematician. You should be. In my head, I'm like, I failed geometry three times. I got kicked out of the class for playing Mario Kart on my Switch like four times. Mm-hmm. You got a call about this, and you want me to be an accountant? What the fuck? Math, all right, algebra is fine. Geometry is fine for me, but once we get into calculus, bro, advanced math, dude, I, I can't do that shit. I couldn't even I do geometry. That. My bus- my 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 thing is general business. I had to take an accounting class twice. I failed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I had to take it twice. Statistics class. I don't even know how I passed it. Statistics is hard too. I, um, every person I heard who took statistics or calculus has told me don't take statistics or calculus. I honestly just picked general business because I thought you know maybe I could find something interested in it. Marketing always caught my eye. It's okay, but to be honest, it's not even a a, a good major for me because you have a, you have to be a certain type of person to be into business. Yeah, I'm not in business management. I would love to like. Um, maybe run a business or create my business someday. But like when it comes to marketing and sales, that's basically what general business's focus is on is marketing and sales. Most of my classes were marketing and sales for those two things. You have to find your own clients. You have to go out there and get it every day. I'm just not that type of person. Yeah. Cause um, I I'm know just, I'm not, I know a lot of people um, who don't know what they want to do. They'll pick general business. Cause they'll think like, Oh, 
with business, I can make a good amount of money. So I, that's that, what I was wondering. Cause I know a lot of people that's no, like, they're like, I don't know what I want to do, but I can make good money with this. So I'll do this. That's definitely part of it. This. Like, cause my headset, my head thought was, I don't know what I want to do, but if I graduate and I still don't know what, what I want to do, I already hit my job at, at, in retail sales. Um, uh, at a fucking shitty ass store. So might as well do another job that I hate, but for three times the pay. Yeah. So I was like, it's worth it. At least in that aspect. Um, but like now the only thing that I would say I get enjoyment of, don't get enjoyment out of school. Don't get enjoyment of the two shitty jobs that I have. Only thing that brings me enjoyment is the podcast. How did I come to know that I wanted to do a podcast even before? Because I told you, you told me about doing a podcast, but I told you that I had talked about it with another coworker, like two years before you even asked me to make a podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason why I picked podcasts is because when I was really, really young, there were two things that I said I wanted to be. Only two things ever that I mentioned. First was a doctor. <laughs> I ain't no doctor, baby. I couldn't do that. I'm not a doctor. I'm not suited to be a doctor. I see blood. I don't like it. Really? I saw a bone one day, almost fainted. Definitely can't be a doctor. Really? I can't be a doctor, bro. Can't I actually like seeing those things. It's kind of cool to see like that. You're dirty. Gross. <laughs> I don't like it. Doctor route was not the best for me. Second thing was like I want to be an actor. Me and my mom used to watch telenovelas together all the time. Dude, Little soap I want to be that lady on the soap opera that be smacking the, the shit out of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be the jack guy who gets slapped and doesn't even flinch. Like I want to be like uh, yeah. I want to be I want to be the handsome Spanish Fabio that cheated on my wife with her sister. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like could I be an actor? Maybe. I've never explored it. I don't think I'm going to be an actor, but that's like you said in the entertainment business. My teachers, this is how I ended up on podcasting, right? My teachers, the number one complaint from my from my teachers was always, he doesn't know how to shut the fuck up. Number mm-hmm. one complaint was he doesn't know how to shut the fuck up. I always, I always was a good kid. I got decent grades. I got A's and B's in high school, like C's in middle school. I wasn't that good at getting into middle school. But my, my, I remember Miss Rodriguez. Oh my God. She would always like tell my, my mom. From like, high school? Yeah. Okay. She would always tell my mom like, he's a good kid. He pays attention. He does his homework. Only thing is, he won't shut up. We went to Miss Sanchez's class. He's a good kid. He's nice. He gets on my nerves sometimes. You know why? He won't shut the he, fuck up. She, he, you got on her nerves because you look like her little brother. Yeah, that's so that wasn't your fault. <laughs> that wasn't even my fault. But her number one complaint when my parents came was he won't shut up. I kid you not, there wasn't one class where the complaint wasn't that I don't talk. I was good in every other aspect. I was nice. I would help the kids. I would help other kids do their homework and help them with the work. Literally everything. I was nice. I was a good kid. Didn't cut class. Didn't do nothing. But I couldn't keep my mouth shut. I always had to talk to somebody. And what better way... To express that than through a podcast. It's I, literally the best way. I was actually, I had the opposite issue in high school, which teachers didn't know I couldn't shut the fuck up. Because in class, I would shut the fuck up. And I had experience with that with Miss Sanchez, where I went to the parent-teacher conference with my mom. And she was explaining to my mom, like, oh, he's fine and all, but the problem is he doesn't participate in class and he doesn't talk. No, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't participate in class. Like, I had no interest in what the fuck they were teaching about. 
the problem was that I was a good kid, so they overlooked me not participating. I would actually get nervous when I would do presentations. My yeah. voice would shake. I remember that one time we had the same yeah. English class, and you had to present, and you got nervous. I got Wait, super nervous. Happened? I got super nervous. I would always get nervous in front of people going up, right? I'm a little bit better now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm a lot better. I took a couple public speaking classes in college. I'm a lot better now. And I'm more used to being around a larger crowd of people because of work and everything. So I'm a lot better now. But when I was with just my friends talking, having fun, couldn't shut up. Always, always, always. I would start out okay. They're like, he's a he's mostly a quiet kid. He does his thing. As soon as I get comfortable and, I, and I'm sitting with my friends, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. I remember this would always happen after the first semester of... Of every single class, magically, my my fucking chair would get moved to, like, the back in the corner where I didn't know people. And then after a semester, I get to know the people, and I start talking to them, and then I got to get my my chair moved again. It happened almost every semester. And I would get kicked out of class sometimes. I don't know if you remember. We had that social studies class together, or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck it was called, history. I got kicked out of there a couple times for talking too much. Wait, freshman year? No, like, junior, like, sophomore. Okay. I got kicked out. Remember the big lady? Yeah, Miss Walker. Yeah. She kicked me out a couple times for talking in class. So it was always the number one complaint. So I was like, hey, if apparently I can't shut the fuck up, what better way to just talk for like two hours? No, on yeah. The podcast? But um, so we don't go super off topic. Back long because to, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, My final two thoughts or questions I want to ask you is um, first is how is the class sizes for you for when you were in college, when you're in college and... How was the culture slash party life for you? Because okay. I want you to go into that, and then I'll go into mine. And then we can wrap it up from there. Yeah, Because I think a, a lot of people care about those, too. Yeah. I'm going to make it quick, but to the point. College class, literally just a high school class. 30 people or less. I've had classes where if you take them in the afternoon, you take them in like 4 p.m., 5 p.m. There isn't that many people in the school no more because everybody's classes end at like 2 or 3. Um, and you'll get like 8 people or 10 people. Um, and after COVID that took a serious hit too. There's only like about 10 people at most in a class. Most of the time it's like six people only show up because half the people don't show up. Pre COVID, however, biggest classes were about 25 to 30 people. Smallest class I've ever been in pre COVID were like 10 people. But on average, I said between 15 to 25 people. Oh, I had a bigger range than you. Cause for me, it was depending on the class you went to. Mm-hmm. So the biggest class I ever had was I had to take a chemistry class. Uh-huh. And it was like in a big auditorium hall. So there was about like probably like 200, yeah, 300 never. people. Never even close to that. So number. that was like the biggest classroom I ever went in. And then the smallest. I've had classrooms that big. Mm-hmm. What was the smallest? I had smallest of like five to ten people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So it was a big range. But I wanted to mention that because that's important for a lot of people. Because depending on the type of person you are. Where you usually like having a close connection to the teacher or reach them out a lot for stuff you need help with. Depending, if you're in a big class, the teacher's not going to be as free. I feel like there's so many students to manage mm-hmm. and they only have so many office hours. So a lot of the stuff they teach you, it's whatever they give you on the board or whatever papers they give you. So a lot mm-hmm. of it you have to try and figure out for yourself. Exactly. Or if in your smaller classroom, you'll have a better connection to reach out to them more. Because I know that could be a lot of pressure for people in different ways. Which, in my opinion, the sweet spot for a class is between 25 to 30 people. 
because 25 to 30 people, if you want to stand out and be close to the teacher and participate a lot, you can, mm-hmm. and you'll stand out to them because there's only 30 faces, so it's not that many. But also, in a, in a classroom of 30 people, if you want to keep to yourself, sit in the corner, have nobody bother you, have be never be called on, you can also get away with that easily. Yeah. So I feel like 30 to 25 to 30 people is the sweet spot. If you're in a class with seven people, you're going to have to talk a lot. No, yeah. You're going to have to talk a lot to the professor. He's going to ask a lot of questions. He's not going to be singling out the same two people all the time. He's probably going to single you out a couple of times, so you better pay attention. You got to be there on time. You know, if you leave early, that's fine. Professors don't really care too much if you have to. You can't do it all the time, though. Um, and you can't come in late all the time because he notices. There's only 10 people he notices. And professors, by nature, like to talk. So they're going to ask questions, and they're going to want to get to know your experiences. My opinion, my favorite is like 10 people. 10 people or less is my favorite because I get to know the professor. I'm a shy kid at at first, but like I love asking questions. I love them telling them um, my my experiences. The best classes that I've had with professors, they know me by name. And they only get to know me by name if the class is like 10 people or less, in my opinion. And um, all right, so what about party life for your culture? Non-existent. Culture, maybe a little bit there, is basically just New York culture turned into college culture, basically. But social slash party life, non-existent. I got invited to one party while I was in while I'm in college. By a classmate? Did yes. you hang out with them or recruit them? Or like no. were you like a lot of people that go no. into class, as soon as the bell rung, I'm out and I'm going home or no. doing whatever? I was kind of social after like my first year, year and a half at, at Berkeley. I was I was pretty social. So um so I was like um I was just chilling in the lounge. This guy comes up to me. He's like, there's a party tonight, 8 p.m. He's handing out flyers. I've never seen somebody hand oh, out flyers for a party. it wasn't someone you knew. It wasn't nobody I knew. Nobody, I don't think anybody from the school, I think it's an event, so you had to pay to get in. So it wasn't even like a real party. Like, mm-hmm. you had to pay like, he was like $5 a head. If you get there before 11, it's free. Whatever. Girls come free, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah some shit like that. Um, obviously I didn't go. I don't know this kid. My friends were thinking about going. So if they had went, maybe I would have considered going, but I don't know him. It was downtown all the way downtown. So it was like a cool, well, like Chinatown. Yeah. Like lower bro. Like downtown, downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was probably like Soho. I think it was around Soho. Soho? Okay. So, um, it was in a, in a, in a venue. It wasn't like an apartment or nothing or a it house. It wasn't like a typical house. Probably. Yeah. It was in a venue. Um, it was a cool hour, 10-minute ride. I know if I go over there, get fucked up, drink, fucking have to take a train or an Uber. If I take an Uber at 3 a.m., it's going to be expensive. If I take the train ride at 3 a.m., it's going to be hella dangerous, especially drunk. So I was just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to skip it. In my opinion, college parties, unless you really know the person, not worth it to go to when you're in a CUNY school, in my opinion. In terms of culture... It's really not there. There is no school pride when you go to a CUNY school. Actually, most of the kids fucking hate it and they bash the school. Um, every person that I've known from from a CUNY just thinks the school's ass because a lot of times they don't put in that much effort. So your your kids, the kids are not gonna be into it. You know, there's no school pride. I know some schools, the 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 students wear the colors to the football teams and shit like that. They buy the sweaters. I have a Berkeley sweater because it was free. Mm-hmm. Only reason. I don't know anybody that paid for their Berkeley sweater. No, I brought I bought a Brockport hoodie. Exactly. I still um, have it. People are just not there isn't really school culture, you know. Mm-hmm. Are there people who are proud to go to Berkeley? Yeah, it's a good school, you know. 
are there people who you know who like going there who like the people who sometimes show enthusiasm about the school sure but it isn't pride you don't walk in there and everybody's like yay berkeley all this stuff berkeley represent exactly (laughs) and the main reason is because we don't get to go to the sports teams or whatever we don't get to go to the games or nothing like that so you can't really build pride on a school unless you have all those things it, it it literally from time to time it feels like a trade school. You go into a building, you know, you show your ID, you get in the elevator, you know, yeah, you, go, you just go, you to go up to your certain floor, you go to your class real quick and you leave. Literally, my mom used to work for cleaning a a, a trade school building and it was the exact same thing as my school. It was for construction, so they had like wooden shit in there, but it was literally the exact same thing. A whiteboard, desk. The only reason, the only difference is that there was wood because it was for construction. If it would have been for a trade school for marketing, it would have literally looked exactly like my college. Exactly. Right. So if if you want like the college degree, the value of the college degree, but you don't want to go and put all that effort, just there you go. CUNY schools are like a trade school pretty much. No, yeah. They're um, going to hate that I'm saying this. CUNY schools take pride or whatever, but... No, yeah. Um, from my experience, um, what was the first thing I said before? Um, college life. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We we did Social classrooms, life. Sli- party sizes, party slash culture life. Um, I feel like especially freshman year, since you're new there, a lot of people go out and go to different parties and whatnot. But um, it kind of gets annoying because with, I feel like with my school, you have to learn um, what you want to call it. A lot of it you have to learn it's about knowing people because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like different frats and sororities that if they don't know you if you don't know someone inside they won't let you in or they'll just charge you a lot so it's annoying because there's a big do you know what like the typical rate is if you don't know nobody like, uh, it depends work? on the person because some people be assholes and charge you a lot and whatnot did you ever have to like pay for one yeah i didn't i paid for like one or two how much I, did you pay i don't remember but I didn't really find, in my opinion, I'm not even really a party person like that. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm not going to give the best judgment of it. But and I if, never thought the house parties were like all that, to be honest. Yeah, if I'm being honest, if you're in New York City and you just know people, you get to know people in the city, there's like great rooftop parties. There's pool parties um, and shit like that that people throw, usually for the most part open to the public, no paying or nothing like that. Um, you just gotta know the right people that I would say are a lot better than like some cheap beer or wine coolers at a at a. No, house. yeah, but also the problem was that, with especially when you had parties around outside of the school of campus around the neighborhood, mm-hmm. cops always knew parties was happening, so parties wouldn't even last that long, and they would shut it down quickly. So there was parties that would literally happen for like an hour or two. And then cops come shut it down. Everybody who doesn't live there got to leave. And the first hour and, or two of a party kind of is not that good. Yeah, I don't know if this is an upstate thing because where I was, a lot of places closed down early. Mm-hmm. But dude, there was parties that people, the parties were done at like midnight. And that's like really them, early. That was like late. And I'm oh like, wait, God. it's only done at midnight. I'm like, that's so, you know, that's so early. There's literally parties that I went to in the city that yeah. I didn't get home till like eight in the morning. Yeah, because they'll be they done were there at like two or three or four. Because if because something wild, like literally, if you have a social night at, in New York City, you'll go to the club for like to like three three thirty in the morning. After the club, you gotta hit up another spot. You're not going straight home. After you hit the up club, another spot. You go get food, then you bring the girl to the crib, pipe. No, and then you're up at like six thirty a.m. to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, literally, dude, there were times. Oh, my God, this is so bad. I was, like, 19. There were times where, like, this is after, like, I got more social and everything. I met people. Also, my job. I got a lot of the parties that I went to from my job, too. Mm-hmm. So, my boy was like, yo, pull up to the Bronx. Like, we're having, there's, like, a block party. Like, pull up. It's going to be fun. I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, I was like, in my head, I'm like, no, I don't, I mean, I don't have a car. And then I don't want to take the train over there. Like, I don't mind taking the train. Taking the train back is the problem. And then our other friend hits us up and he's like, he's like, you going to to the party? And I was like, nah, bro, I don't have a car. He's like, he was like, oh, I got one. I was like, I didn't know you had a car. He's like, nah, I rented one. I was like, I bet. He picks me up. We go. We got there at like, this is, this is the funny part. We got there at 1230. So after midnight, we didn't even get there at midnight. And your parties were done at midnight. Ooh, sorry. The party started at midnight? Yeah. No, the party started at like nine. We got there at midnight. Um, We're drinking. Not gonna lie, stupid decision. He was drinking too. He was my designated driver. He was probably more fucked up than me. Yeah. He sobered up by the time we left, but still, we drank till like three in the morning, three or four in the morning. Uh, At three or four, we go like, um, we take some girls to go get some food and stuff like that. Um, We first went to like this, the Spanish truck. And then after we went to the Spanish truck, we went back to the party a little bit. Music was still going. It was dying down a little bit. A couple of people had left. But kid you not, there was still like 50, 60 people there. It was a lot of people. It was a big house or a crowded house? Bro, it was outside. Uh, summertime New York, bro. Oh, summertime New York, yeah. Okay. Summertime New York. Best parties ever. Um, Then uh, we're there for like two more hours. We drink. Then we go to McDonald's, get breakfast. We drop the girls off. Get home, 8.30, take a shower, 8.50, got to go to work, my guy. Got that shift at 10 o'clock. I got to get there. Got to go to work, my guy. Kid you not, I was supposed to take a 30-minute break. Fell asleep for an hour and a half. Fell asleep for an hour and a half. Don't know how I didn't get in trouble for that. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I know your manager. Or listen, I saw you would have been tight. Listen, I clocked in. My boy, who was also at the party, he made it to work, but he had work at 12 that day. He was like, he was like, where the fuck you been at? Like, I've been working here, and I'm like... Don't even talk to me right now. Went clocked in, finished my shift, get home, go to sleep, wake up by like 9 p.m. He's like, you pulling up today? Of course I'm pulling up today. My guy went the next day, did the same thing all over. Although that the next day was a Sunday, so I had that day off. Yeah, but you do that because you're young, but you got to make sure not to do it a lot. Because I know people freshman year, they would go to parties literally every weekend. Dude. And in sophomore year, they burned themselves out so much, they barely went to parties and shit. Or they would want to go to clubs, because that was, like, the next level. Dude, 2019, summertime, for me, was a movie. If I wasn't in the Bronx with my friends, I was in Manhattan. If not, I had some couple friends in Queens. I was in... I was... I was... You know how girls be homie hopping? You was on your summer I was home. borough hopping, bro. I was going everywhere. Every borough, I was out... I was going places every night. Like, my sister didn't have her kid yet. So, my sister's only like a couple years older than me. So, she would take me places and we would get lit together too. Like, movie. Literally, it was so much fun. But I swear to God, that shit kicked my ass the year after because it would literally be weekends where, like, I go out, not even Fridays, bro. Thursday. I go out Thursday. I go out Friday. I go out Saturday. I go out Sunday. When it came to Monday, I was so done. Like I was so tired. It was so, so burnt exhausting. Out, yeah. Yes. Like for those three for those four days, I'm only getting maybe collectively, like in one night, maybe four hours of sleep every night. Mm-hmm. If that. 
there were some nights where I get like two hours of sleep. And the thing is, like, when you're young, you're feeling it, you're single and everything, you want to go out. You want to go have yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I wasn't even piping most of the time. I was just having fun. I was just coming out. I mean, from time to time I was. But for most of the time, <laughs> I was just having fun, like drinking, getting lit, and then just coming back home to go to work. So it's really, don't do it like that. Like, take your time. Go to one party every weekend. Go to the littest party every weekend. Because I'm not going to lie. There were some parties where I was there drinking for like, till like three or four in the morning. But it wasn't that lit. Like, people were drinking and stuff dry, like that. Yeah. It was a little dry. So... Would you would all right, but actually no, I I'll say this for another time, but go ahead. No, it, it was just dry. So in my opinion, instead of me going on a party on a Thursday and a Sunday when it's not that late, it's like late, but it's it's like half the people that are usually there. Let me just go on a Friday or let me just go on a Saturday. When mm-hmm. I know guaranteed it's gonna be lit, I'm gonna have fun. And then that way I don't burn myself out. I still got time for my papers, I still got time for my for my job, I can make it there on time. I don't have to take an hour and a half naps at lunchtime. Like, I'm still good. No, for yeah, for me, I didn't really, personally, I didn't really focus much on parties. I'll be honest, I just really cared about, um, what you call it, once I was single, I just cared about bringing girls home and, and just clapping cheeks. That was my priority, to be honest. That was your main priority? Yeah. Like, at to first, be honest, I, I couldn't... I'm not a party person, so I couldn't. I could give a shit about parties. I just cared about bringing a shorty home. At first, that's all I really cared about. At first, I was, but remember how started school in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. 2017 gained some weight. I was like pretty much overweight, and then too much platanos. Yes. By the end of 2018, though, a year later, I had lost it, and I had started going to the gym. So I had like a little glow up. Got a different haircut. Started doing my eyebrows. So I'm like, I glued up a little bit. And I went from having absolutely no hoes, nerdy, chubby kid to like having some girls on my dick. You know, I got a job. I'm wearing some Yeezys, some some Jordan 1s. It's like, you got money I'm in your mind. You're like, oh, I wish I sketch you. I, I spent my whole check on these, bro. But like, you know, I'm in the hood. I'm in the Bronx. I'm in fucking Queens. I'm what in part of the places. Bronx were you usually in? High Bridge. Ghetto, ghetto. <laughs> so people are like, oh, he dresses nice. He's cute. He got like, he got, you know. He got light brown eyes and everything. The girls was feeling me, so mm-hmm. I was walling out, bro. I'm not even gonna <laughs> lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I was yeah, walling out. Uh, I, I have stories of walling out too, but yeah, um, I, I think I think we'll call it from here. Yeah, because I think for this time it was just really focusing on different aspects of the differences between Sunni and Cuny. Mm-hmm. But if you guys, um, I know me and you, Sandy, both each have a lot of like stories of like piping or funny ball stories from college that we could share. And if you guys are interested in hearing those, you can um, just hit us up and you can reach out to us on social media, on Instagram and TikTok at midnight underscore. And there's a link in the bio below, below. Um, there's a link in the bio, excuse me. There's a link in the bio that you can reach us out by email. So if you guys have another question you want to ask about us for college, just email us there and then we can um, answer it on the pod because I know a lot of people our age who are in college or aren't. We'll have those questions or just wonder and we'll want to get an idea so we can answer those. And then we could do another episode of just crazy college stories and whatnot if you guys are interested in hearing those. Because there is there is some stuff that's regular in college and there is some wild shit that does really happen in college that's like really real. So, um, yeah, let us let us know. But in the DMs or email us yeah. at the podcast account if you guys want to hear that. And yeah, so hey Sandy, um, where can they follow you if they want to know more about you? 
Yeah, like you said, um, if you have any, even if you have just like a funny comment or something that you want to tell us or something you want to tell us, just DM us. You can find me at isandy15 on Instagram and then isandy, Y-S-A-N-D-Y, 007 on TikTok. You can find me. And if you want to talk to Chris for some reason, you can hit him up at. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Southpaws underscore Credence, C-R-E-D-A-N-C-E. And yeah, so that'll be it for this week's episode. We'll catch you guys next week. We're out. Don't catch no STDs too in college. Be careful. Yeah, wear a rubber. See ya. Try to.